Welcome to the Confidence Crash Course, the podcast that will help you cultivate and capture your unique version of confidence. With a mix of tough love lessons and real life stories, each episode has some laughs, inspiration, and actionable tips that you can start implementing in your life right away. Get ready for a half hour of cultivating your inner strength and capturing the confidence that you deserve. The Confidence Crash Course is now in session. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Confidence Crash Course. I'm your host, Chloe, the queen of confidence, if you call me that. And over here, if you're watching on YouTube, and if you're not, what a shame, because today I am joined by my sexy man over here, the king of confidence. Prince of Confidence, Knight of Confidence, Mr. Chloe Tease himself, Jonathan Butler. Say hi to the people. Hi to the people. Today we are rounding out. This is the last episode of season two, episode 10. I know, five episodes for season, whatever. You can call me what you want. But we are rounding out the Realistic Confidence era on authentic perspective, which was a tidbit like a little subsection of realistic confidence, but I felt like it really deserves it's really its own deep dive. And I'm excited to do you do cut that. And I'm excited to do it with you, John Boy, especially because we just so this is a little bit of a toasted episode because we're getting deep. We're getting into our feels. And that is best done under the influence with a couple coughs. So if things take us a little bit longer this episode to connect, stick with us, or maybe just listen in like 1.5 speed. <laughs> now, the reason why I wanted to jump farther into authentic perspective, and the reason why especially I want John Boy here is because I think that's something that he especially like, what's the opposite of does bad? Um, no, I think you and your perspective... And like the way you view things, we've learned this. So a little sneak peek into the next season of episodes, the next season of episodes, it's all going to be on a lot of self-awareness, but it's going to be the fun of taking all of the quizzes to tell us about ourselves. And that's because part of the reason what prompted it is because John Boy and I took our human design. Oh yeah. And what are you? Do you remember? Are you a manifester or a generator? And then I'm a generator. Okay. I'm like, which one's which? But a manifester only has 8%. It's true. John only thinks like 8% of the world. I think it's really important to have his perspective, and that's a big reason why I keep him around, among other things. But that's a big reason why I keep him around is because he just keeps it real, and he keeps it to, I know what you're going to think about things, because you keep it along the line, which is exactly what we've been talking about in episode one when we first chatted about realistic confidence, which was authentic perspective. We're going to spend some time chatting about that, and then we're going to get into a fun little, it's not fun, it's more of, don't do this. We're going to be chatting about some confidence traps. I don't know why I call it fun. They're not fun. The discussion will be fun, because any discussion between you and I is a blast. All right. Give us the definition to refresh not only my listeners, but me. (laughs) Refresh me on the definition of authentic perspective. Authentic perspective. Authentic perspective is your attitude towards life is grounded in reality and self-acceptance. 
Yes. So your attitude towards life, the way you view things. So we always hear like POV, that's your perspective. The way you're viewing things, your lens is sticking close to what you actually believe. Now, we brush over that in the first episode, so I really wanted to dive deeper into it because I don't want it to, I don't want the word authentic to get lost in the perspective side of it because a lot of what we do, like other people talk about, I've seen is perspective, perspective, it's your mindset, it's your mindset. But you can do all of this mindset work, but it might not be what's truly aligning with your brain. There are so many times, well, so again, the whole reason why I branched off of all of what the market was out there of confidence, like what I was seeing of confidence was because it just felt too boxy. I wasn't allowed to have bad days. And I also wasn't allowed to be a little delusional. And I wasn't allowed to sometimes be like, or I want to change things about myself. It was, it was just too much. I think the part that I don't want to get lost and what I'm really excited to dive deeper in is the authentic part of it. And it's that so much of life should be going through and taking bits to mash up into what feels good to you. You don't have to buy all the way into something to be like a part of it. If you want to be a part of the body positive community. So there's a difference between body positivity and body neutrality. Did you know this? Not surprised. This is why I keep you around. So body positivity is the kind of movement around accepting our bodies and all bodies are equal and body neutrality though is saying that I love the body that I'm in, but I also want not necessarily because the words always improve. That's where my hybrid automatically went to, but it's, I love my body, but I also want it to go somewhere else. Or I want to treat it well, so that means I'm going to make it healthier. Or I want to do, it's more of just, I think where I believe in more of the, I like what I'm doing, but if I want to change a little something, I should be allowed to change a little something if it means that I will not worry about it anymore. So I think going forward, we like, I took a little bit from body positivity, took a little bit from body neutrality, (laughs) Took a whole hell of a lot from body negativity, not just kidding. But that's like kind of what we all, when you're growing up, it's really hard to not be like, oh my God, what is going on? But to keep it aligned to me, I took this ideas, the little things, and I said, I see what you're saying, but I don't like this part of it. So I'm going to do and take that. I liked, so for body positivity, I liked that I can just love myself and the body I think it's sexy. I think it's one. I've always said that sometimes I feel my sexiest at my heaviest. When I was at my smallest, I did not feel connected with my body. So I didn't feel hot or whatever. But now I feel very connected to my body. And even on days where I'm like, my body feels gross. I've had this conversation before. And I feel gross. And I'm like, yeah, but I also know that I'm way better than all of that. So I took, I can celebrate my body. I celebrate all bodies. All bodies should be equal. There shouldn't be some sort of, there should be no reason why someone should look at me and be like, ew. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm not your type, baby, I'm still a human and I still deserve to be here. Yeah. But I also took parts of body neutrality. Of sometimes these things don't line up the way I want. I, like for me, I love eyelashes. I was born with really pale eyelashes or I love Botox. 
I would never say no to a little, like a little breast lift. Well, that doesn't mean that I don't love my body. But body positivity would say, you don't love your body if you're not celebrating it the way. So it was taking little bits as I went along and morphing it into what really, to me, was realistic. (laughs) Realistic confidence was the reason I call it that. But then it started honing into what the word authenticity actually means, which is true to you. It's sticking to whatever the blueprint is. What I started doing is going through life and I had already set in my brain these sort of ground rules. We've already, I've already talked about ground rules with my confidence crash people, but John, what if you don't remember? It's nothing is everything and it's not all or nothing. Those are my ground rules. So I knew going through life that, you know, I was going to have to take a little bit from everywhere. And I was going to have to, as long as I had like the ground rules and I knew on a basis of who I was, I could move forward with anything that came at me because I would take it, twist it and say, okay, now it makes sense. Or, you know, me sit down with you and rip it apart for three hours until I'm like, oh, okay. Now I feel good about it again. The last thing we were talking about was us tearing things apart like we do. Mm -hmm. To make it make sense. Yeah. So while it might sound like all of this is like a lifelong thing, as it definitely is, I've gotten to the point now where I know what my perspective is. I know that it is authentic to me and that it stays authentic to me no matter where I go. So that's what I would like to key in with you about. We've had this conversation before and you can dirty me up if you need to. If you need to dirty me up. I don't know what that phrase was. You can, um, you can make fun of me, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Right. If you need to rag on me, if you need to, because you know, I am this person. If you don't know this, I'm a Libra and as a Libra, I am a people person and I'm a little bit of, I will adopt the personality of whoever I'm around. Mm. And so growing up, I would, like I said, I would take little bits. I would adopt it. Be like, okay, I'm in the nerdier crowd. So let's talk about this stuff that I like and then play off that. Or I'm in the sporty crowd. So let's talk about this and play it up. It's like you have that chameleon type of personality. Yeah, I'm very happy. I'm very thankful for it. But it was, it grew a lot of confusion for me because being a self-aware Libra is hell. Being a self-aware air sign is hell. We know this. We know this, but I was going through life picking things and I was like, I'm showing up as one person here and showing up as another person here. And you even commented in the early days of our relationship where it's, I remember you saying you turn into someone else when you're here. When we go, yeah. Like when we go back to Illinois yeah, and you start getting around like your college friends and stuff like that, you became used to. Yeah used to just snap right into whoever that was mm-hmm. that I didn't know. And so it was just like, who the fuck is this? It's only that, John, because literally the difference, especially because when we first started dating in the early we were like cocooning. Yeah. That's most people do in the honeymoon or relationship. Yeah. And then I would bring him to meet my friends and I would be more, I think like mostly like for me, it's like the starkiness. Yeah, it's just the energy and like nostalgia and everything. Because I'm the same way with I just, yeah, no, it's like, but I think for me, like what I'm trying to hit at, especially for this um, episode is like, I would slip into these other people that were still me, but they just weren't 
the real me oh, yeah. and they weren't fully me, yeah. I would hold back things that I didn't think, like I would hold back parts of me that I didn't think fit into the current situation. Yeah. And I wouldn't show up as my full self to every situation. Like I remember there was a couple times where you and I have walked away from a dinner with people or just hung, hang out with people. And you walk away and you're like, why didn't you talk? Or you seemed like you didn't want to talk about that. Or why did you like get so weird about this? And I'm like, I don't know. Why did I? Or like, why did I show up so nervous? Or why did I not want to tell my, the people at the table about this great thing that happened? Why am I holding back? Yeah. Cause I went from being so like everything. Yeah. And then I did a 180 and then I was like, hold it all back. No, it's for me. And now I've come to this little Libra, got that balance <laughs> of, I, can, I feel like now I can show up to every situation that I'm in as myself, my whole self. And everything now is more like ghost notes and music. Ghost notes and music. Yeah, so it's like they're there, but you don't know they're there. Ooh, I like that. No, I really, no, I really do like that. No, let me run on that. I like that. Okay. So if it's there and you don't know it's there, right? Other people don't know. Other people don't. Isn't that your personality though? Well, like, Isn't everything just, we're icebergs, right? We're it's like you flowing. also don't know it's there, but you also do know it's there. Like I said, say ghost notes. Yeah. Like, you can forget about them unless you're the one. Writing them and playing them. And yeah. yeah. But it's there. And that's your personality that's your, though. That, that's, yeah, that makes up who you are. It's just. Those things are now not so upfront, yeah, and center stage, mm -hmm. but they're still there, so it still makes you who you are. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. No, in fact, I fucking encourage it because that's how you hone into who exactly you are, and it helps you firm up. Because if you're able to bring the same energy to everything. I'm not saying, oh my gosh, you have to be on every time you see your friends, but I'm saying if you show up and they know that you're going to be honest about, hey, I'm a little late. Yeah. And they know that you, like my friends know me that after about 10 p.m., oh, yeah. Chloe's checking out. Oh, yeah. Chloe's going to Irish goodbye and get the F out. They know that about me. Yeah. And they also know that Chloe at least once is going to say something that you're going to be like, What? Like, you just get to be like, at least once I will say something out of my mouth that I'll just be like thinking nobody hears me or I'll be having a side conversation and they'll be like, <laughs> what? And they also know that Chloe's not the person to come and tell a secret to when she's already a couple drinks in. I am good. Sober secrets? Blocked. But I got a big mouth. So if you start talking to me like this, we think we're whispering. Yeah. And the next thing I know, I think I'm whispering. So people, they know these things about me and it's not... I'm the same way as if you see me at a party as if you see me in the library. Yeah. I'm going to be, like you said, the ghost notes, other the other personality notes of hanging around. The other, the cat mom stuff, the cat mom personality is always there. Wow. But it's just not the main thing at the moment. Yeah. But knowing that it's there and knowing that I don't have to hide it, I don't have to keep it from anybody, like, I also know on the inverse of it that I don't have to bring it up. Yeah. That's that niceness of knowing that sometimes things are allowed to be kept to yourself, even if you just don't want to talk about it. Yeah. There's been times where, because like I said, I went from, I had to tell everybody everything or else I wasn't being authentic. Yeah. And then it was, 
I've shared so much of my life. I just think that's a part of growing up and you just start realizing and everyone starts realizing that's how you all connect because you're like, oh yeah, we're all doing the same thing. All right, cool. Yeah. <clears throat> like we just understand and know. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%, baby. 100%. I love it. Whew, okay, so now it's time to move into confidence traps that you should avoid. And like I was saying earlier, I went through life taking little tidbits as I went, and that helped me hone in on really who I am, what's going on, and how to move forward, being the closest and most authentic to my own self. So these are, I listed out four, there's four, right? I listed out four confidence traps that you should avoid, and these are things that if you're, you see these situations creeping up in life, there are things that can muddle and blur your perspective and like take you back and forth. So these are things that we just don't want to be happening. We don't want any part of it. And if we come to it, we want to remember to stay authentic and stick to the blueprint. Yeah. <laughs> All right, John boy, hit me with the first confidence trap. So the first confidence trap is needing constant external validation. Constant external validation. Oh, call myself out. Call myself out. Again, as a Libra, I feel like this just really hits me all the time. I want all of my listeners, I need you to DM me your Zodiac birth chart. Thank you. Needing external validation is such a real thing that can blur your authenticity and blur your perspective. Because if you're taking too much from other people, you're not sticking to the blueprint. In season one, I talked about how your foundation, the people around you, you can capture confidence from it and how you're able to like take a little bit of here. Thank you for that confidence. Thank you for that affirmation. Like a lot of my confidence does come from the solidness of our relationship, for instance. While it is really important to have a foundation around you, the need for that validation though to be able to move forward is not going to help you stick to being who you are sticking to your authentic perspective because you're allowing too many other perspectives to come in and muddle it because you're needing if i need your validation that means i am willing to give up pieces of myself in order for you to say yes good job right like i feel like that's what external validation means yeah, and it's definitely something that all pun intended. It is a trap <clears throat> that we do fall into. Um, and I, I think it's just something that eventually, it differs for everyone, mm -hmm. uh, eventually you will get to the point where you're like, oh, okay, so I don't need that. I, I say definitely, I feel like everyone, I'm sure the pandemic probably helped. Oh, we said, like I said, it's the ego death. Like yeah. I talked about before, so your ego death, it's like, 25, 23, whatever you want to say at an age time, but like 25 is when your frontal lobe fully develops. And that's whenever it's just, you no longer give a fuck about everybody else's like opinions. And it's not, again, it's good. Honestly, it really is good to care about what people think to an extent, but to need that validation before you can move on, you're going to blur your authentic perspective. It's one of those things you've just got to be like, this is what it is. It is what it is. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be me. 
I feel confident in what and who I am, and whoever is still with me is with me, and whoever falls behind, yeah. sorry, it's just that chapter in our life. And maybe another chapter will come along where we're reconnected or something. Yeah, totally agree. I, you know me. I'm like, if you're with me, you're with me, and if you're not, yeah. see you soon. See you when maybe next season. I, you're a chapter. I'm a season person. Maybe I'll see you next season. Maybe you'll be a recurring character. I don't know. But if you're not with me, then you're not with me. <laughs> All right, heavy with number two, the second confidence trap that you should avoid. So that is fear of trying something new or different. Okay, so there is a difference between something new and different. So first, trying new things. If you're getting up to something that's brand new, you've never, ever tried this before. I understand the anxiety. Get it. Me, I felt, especially in early Chloehood. She did not like to try anything new that she didn't automatically think I was going now I'm switching from third to first person, but whatever. I didn't want to do anything that I didn't think I was going to excel at. Because I knew that if I failed, it was going to be a huge hit to my ego. Because I was very aware, but I was also very aware that your girl what needed external validation. I needed, I didn't want to be, I didn't want to play a sport if I wasn't going to be the captain or I wasn't going to be celebrated. I didn't want to be on stage if I wasn't going to be the lead. I didn't want to, I really, especially when school started taking off, I didn't want to go to these AP classes unless I knew, not AP, but like the more advanced classes. I didn't want to be in them if I didn't think I was going to be getting A's. Yeah. If I was going to be a B student in a really hard class, I'd rather be an A student. Yeah. It's just because I'm like, it meant so much to me. Yeah. So I didn't want to try things that were new. Now, the difference in trying something a little different, this is something that I think, I, we all hear, trying things, but trying something a little bit different is like the key here. If it means that, oh, I love, I don't know, brunch, trying a new place, mm. having someone else set it up, going somewhere, just tweaking plans, because everybody hears, I feel like grown adults, we hear, try something new, and we think, go skydiving. But whenever I say try something different, yeah. okay, you love your morning coffee, walk to coffee. Yeah. Go get it from someone, or invite someone else with you. You yeah. love reading? Join a book club instead of reading your Kindle by yourself in your dungeon. Alter your daily to improve your mental health. Try little, don't be afraid to try those different things. Because I get it. We all get stuck in these, this is who I am. Like, you're probably listening and you're thinking, Chloe, you just told me to stick to who I am. Now you want me to start something different. But what I'm saying is, you get such a, like, in such a box, it's literally a mother effing trap that it puts you in that you're not, if you're afraid to challenge your perspective. And that is a big part of staying authentic is being able to challenge that and knowing that anything that kind of comes into my orbit, it's still not going to pierce the, like, Chloe force field that I built around me. I might entertain it for a minute. I might be interested in it. But if in the long run, it doesn't, fine. Yeah. But I'm not, don't be afraid to try it. Yeah, I definitely say that I was, mine's mm -hmm. reversed. As a kid, I was... Always the, oh, I probably shouldn't do that, guys. Oh, <laughs> uh, this doesn't seem like it's going to work out. You were the worry boy? I was the worry kid. 
I was the colonel, as I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. And then as I started getting older, I reached this point of fuck it in my life where I was just like, let's try everything once. Not always a great idea. You know me, say yes to everything unless you think you're going to die. Unless you think you're going to die or there are other things to that. But yes, yeah, trying new things, trying different things is definitely scary. But yeah. I think everyone reaches their point at some time differently. Ego death. And I'm then, telling you. And then it all just kind of, you're just like, yeah. yeah. Or maybe they're not, maybe that's just me. Yeah, that's what, like I said. Trying something new, you hear, okay, fine, then I'll go to a new place for vacation. But trying something different can also be, like, just a great way to not only just challenge yourself, but making sure that I'm good, I'm sticking to this thing, or I know I don't like that. I can't tell you how many times I've been so thankful of being like, did that once, never again. Oh, yeah. I'm good. I learned. I'm done. Yeah. All right, hit me with number three, the third confidence trap that you should avoid. A trap to avoid, a confidence trap to avoid, is not establishing personal boundaries. You need to avoid not doing that. So what you need to do is establish Establish personal personal boundaries. boundaries. And I am all about that. Oh, are you, John Boy? There's a bubble right now. If John could literally have a hoop around him and like, or like a bubble around him that no one could come into, it's just I'm just I like to keep everyone at a at a safe, well, comfortable distance. We're talking about the non-real boundaries. We said the uh, we said one of the hot button words boundaries. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh, wait! I'm not an expert. Okay, I am just an expert in my own brain, barely. Okay, I'm actually not an expert. I'm probably just like master's level, not PhD level in my own brain. <laughs> I haven't studied it long enough. Give me a couple more years. But what I'm trying to say is establishing your own personal boundaries is a lot, and the way it relates to authentic perspective is more of finding out what your beliefs are and finding out where you're willing to go and finding out or establishing the, if this happens, then this. And so for an actual example, so like I say, I always say yes to everything. Unless you think you're going to die. That's, that can be broken down. Career-wise, I will say yes to pretty much any opportunity career-wise as long as it doesn't cost me money out of pocket to start. So that is a personal boundary that I've set for myself for my career where if I have to invest money to begin, it's not for me in this time in my life. Cause I'm just not, I'm like, I would rather try it for my, try it on my own self first. So I always tell myself, okay, so for instance, guys, confidence crash course, people listening, crazy things are happening. Amazing things are going to be happening. Products will be happening for my listeners. But I told myself I wasn't going to put it out until I tried to do it on my own and exhausted that. And then I would, if I needed somebody, I'd bring in the experts because you know me, if I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, I will bring in an expert, but I deserve to try it myself first. So that's like a personal boundary that I've put in my career life. Now, okay, a personal boundary that we've, I feel like we've put up about a relationship. I can say whatever the fuck I want to anybody that I fucking want to, as long as I know you'd be okay with it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's this boundary that we've put up where we all know that I don't shut the fuck up. I am unfiltered. 
I am an open book. You are not. To stick to the fact that, again, a big part of me, it would be like you would say, well, Chloe, it's not authentic that you guys can't talk about Chloe and John's sex life. And I'm like, don't get me wrong, there's a lot to talk about. But I'm not talking about it because of something that you and I made that's, no. Not everything has to be shared. So we, like, created that boundary. So I know exactly where that lies. So that way in any conversation, at a party, recording a podcast, in an inner job interview, I don't know what, you know me. You never know what's going to come up with me. But I know I can go all the way to that. I can, I can make sex jokes about us. I can make jokes, but I'm never, ever going to go into an actual story about us. I am never, ever going to go into an actual, I can joke about us. Oh yeah, John Boy and I got in an argument, which we really don't fight. But oh yeah, John Boy and I got into a little argument, but I would never go into the actual details of our argument because I know that is sacred to us. Mm-hmm. Establishing personal boundaries and in the guise of keeping it authentic and keeping your perspective clear, it's figuring out how far you can go with a certain thing and knowing where you feel comfortable. Now, again, trying different things and trying new things, maybe try to, I'm not going to go try to talk about sex life, trying to see where you go with things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, For personal boundaries, I think what I take from that is just knowing who you are Mm -hmm. and knowing where the line is for anything Mm -hmm. and being completely comfortable in it and completely confident. Yeah, um, and sticking to it. All right, hit me with the fourth and final trap of confidence. Traps that you should avoid. Hit me with the fourth trap. They don't need to. What? The fourth trap. Fear of rejection. <laughs> Again, called my fucking self out. Fear of rejection. I, That's what this entire podcast is just calling Chloe out. I think everyone deals with that. And those who say they don't deal with it are full of shit. Liars. <laughs> Liars! If you're saying that you are like, I don't care about rejection, okay. Now again, I'm not saying absolutely lose your fear of rejection because that fear is there for a good reason. A little bit is there. But when I say that I am not afraid of being rejected, I mean that whenever I am going forward for something, whether it's my career, whether it's friendships, whether it's I don't know. I mean, like, relationships. Anything that I do, I know that the worst that they can say is no. And it's not the end of the world. You're not going to die. The world's not ending. It might feel like that in your brain, but that's all they can say is no. And guess what? You can stand up because you still have legs. Mm-hmm. You can walk out because legs and walking. <laughs> um... And it's all good. You're still alive. You're yeah. still kicking. It's all good. Hearing no really is not the end of the world. I have heard no professionally. I have heard no romantically. I have heard no friendly. <laughs> from friends. From anybody. I've heard no from my own self. My own body has told me no before. I was like, let's go do this thing. And they said, no. Get sick. Like, Rejection is out there and it is a part of life and it is something that going through life, whenever you're viewing things, if you automatically think, what if I hear no? I think that comes from hearing a lot of no's and taking that and 
making it a part of who you are and being like, all I get is no's. Yeah, like so bad, the good like, things don't happen for me. Why even try? Because you're not always going to get enough. No. And you have to just keep, as long as you're happy and you're on the right path, then sooner rather than later, you'll get that confidence mm -hmm. in being like, all right, let's do it. And not worrying about the no, because guess what? It's not always going to be a no. And well, and sometimes the no, like rejection is actually, I feel like sometimes we think rejection is like an all or nothing thing. It's not. Remember the ground rules? Nothing is all or nothing. Nothing is all. Like sometimes when you get a no, it's a reframe. It's yeah. a redirection. Oh, we could do all of the cheesy sayings of like, when one door closes, another right. one opens. But they're fucking true. They stuck around and they stuck through history for a reason because it's true. When one door closes, when you get a big fat no, that door could be slammed in your fucking face. But the reverberations of the law will open the door behind you. The draft will open another door. Or you know what? If damn, I just go kick down another one. As well, yeah. As long as you have accomplished ego death. Yeah. And are now ready to start hearing the lessons, yeah. feeling the lessons, mm -hmm. seeing the lessons in life, and taking them instead of just being like, wow, fuck that. Fuck everyone. Because all I get are no's. Nothing ever fucking... If you're not paying attention... I think we all hit that in, like, mid-20s. Yeah. Because it's that life right after... Because, like, we get so excited to turn 21, and then it's, I'm here. And for a lot, I would say for the general public, like, getting out of college... Getting into their, or you're starting to get into your first job. Yeah. And then you realize that, oh, I'm supposed to do this yeah. for the rest of my life. This is what I was so excited for. Ew. I get that. But, Absolutely. but I think I would like to tack on not just fear of rejection. I would say fear of rejection and fear of failure. Because, I mean, a, reje a rejection is technically a failure. But you guys, I feel like we're really starting to hone in on the sense of like what Chloe believes in. And it's that. Even if uh, you're going to learn more from your failures oh, yeah. than you are from your successes. Because your failures aren't a negative. It's just growth. Yeah. And a rejection's not a no. I can, like, all the times that I have been rejected, now that most of them are funny stories because I can fucking laugh at myself, thank God. But most of the times I've heard a no, it was truly a, okay, sit with that. <laughs> Remember. Let's realize what parts of ourselves. And then I, again, like I said, I took little bits. And then I moved forward with honing in and even clearing up my perspective. and made it even more authentic to me because I said, oh, that was a no and I didn't work. That's okay. I will try. If I still like it, then I'll try something similar. Try something different. And if I didn't, then learn something new. Learned that about myself. That's not going to work. And then I moved on. Oh, man. All right. Will you real quick run through the four so that way everybody at home, if you have a, if you have a piece of paper and you want to write it down or whatever. But here's the four summarized. Will you read off the list? Yes. Traps to avoid. Confidence. Traps to avoid. One. Needing constant external validation. Two. Fear of trying something new or different. Three. Not establishing personal boundaries. Four, fear of rejection. And failure. I'll tack that. And on. failure. Rejection and failure. You know me, changing things last minute. 
But yeah, I those are the four traps that I want to focus on. There's way fucking more. We all know this. If you are listening and you're thinking, wow, I know of a trap and I need personal help getting out of it, or I think this is a trap that other people feel, but I just don't know because that's so much of life is being like, I have this feeling. Do other people have this feeling? DM the Confidence Craft Course. DM me at all the with Chloe. Don't DM John. He's barely there. Um, he's not on socials. But DM me. Text me if you have my number. <laughs> Seriously. Facebook message me. Pigeon write me. Because this is the stuff that I really want to talk about. This is the stuff that I really want to dig into in the Confidence Crash Course. And I was. this is why so much I liked this season two is because I, I sat down and I had more conversations. I made it a point to be more conversational, to be more off the cuff, and I feel like it just dug deeper and it felt more authentic to me. And so I just, I want to keep having these conversations, but someone's got to ask a damn question every once in a while. All right. I'm going to finish up, okay? Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Confidence Crash Course. This is the end of season two, so we'll be taking a small little break. Everybody deserves a break, and we'll be back very soon. In the meantime, you should subscribe to us on YouTube, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening or watching right now, leave us a review, and join us in the Facebook group, the Confidence Crash Crushers Facebook group, which is linked in the bios of everything. It's linked anywhere you're seeing this. Join us in there. We'll be having a little bit of fun. Follow me at On The Go With Clothes so we can keep having these conversations in the DMs. I love having one-on-one conversations. And until then, keep confident and keep crushing. Bye. Oh my gosh, you're going to tell me to roll up again. You don't need it. Nobody needs the smirk. That's a wrap for this sesh of the Confidence Crash Course. If you like what you heard today, share this episode with a friend who could use a confidence boost. If you haven't already liked, subscribed, rated, or reviewed on whatever platform you're currently on, it'd be a lot cooler if you did. If you haven't gotten your fill of me yet, get a little more by following at Confidence Crash Course on all social platforms and join our community in the Confidence Crash Crusher Facebook group. Until the next session, stay confident and stay crashing.